Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Nixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am here with none other than the Honorable, the Reverend Joshua Ezzy. Time out, bro. Time out. Slim Rev. Josh. Okay. Nobody's calling you Slim Rev, man. Let it go. Hey, it's not a, it's not about what people call you, it's what you call yourself that matters. Okay. If I repeatedly if I repeatedly say that I'm slim rev, I'll stay slim rev. Okay. Okay. So okay. Manifesting, you know, manifesting the words that you speak out of your mouth type deal? Yeah. Okay. If, if that if, I am the fruit of my words, bro. I am slim rev. I am slim rev. I look in the mirror every day, slim rev. Slim rev. You 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 slim rev. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that works for you. Okay. Uh, again, congratulations on on the weight loss. I hope you continue. Um, but don't say hope. I know you will continue, Slim Rev. You're gonna do it. You're gonna do it, man. All right. <laughs> well, we've got a great show today, so we're gonna go ahead and get started. Before we get it started, though, I do want to <coughs> say if you have not already done so. If you enjoyed the content, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get post notifications every time that we post new content, as you should know by now. But if you don't, now you'll know. We post content every Friday. All right. So we've got a new episode coming every Friday. Still hit the post notifications so that you know that it is ready. All right. Um, My light's shining too bright, BD. Give me one second, bro. Well, you want to let your light shine before men so that they may see. Ooh. Your good works. They'll see it no matter what, bro. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get things started with the weekly airing of grievances as we customarily do. And I've got one today, Josh, that needs to be discussed. All right. All right. So, as you know, I have four kids. Right? And as a parent, you know, there's nothing that brings you more joy. Right than being being able to provide for your kids, yes. yes. Right, not only just you know the basic sustenance, you know uh, items, the, the food, the clothing, the roof over their head. I provide those things. Feels great, but you know that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Right, but you also like being able to give kids the things that they want sometimes. Okay, that's a good father right there. I mean, I think so. And I don't have a problem doing that, J.E. But here's the issue. When you have kids, sometimes, for whatever reason, you buy them these items, these toys that they swear up and down that they can't live without. You buy the toy. And then in a matter of days, sometimes, some weeks and sometimes even days, <coughs> Toys have been cast to the side and forgotten. Like a lamb that has gone astray. Mm. I walked in on my son. That sounds bad. I walked up on my son. Okay, okay. I, okay I'm following you now. I wasn't going to go through that door. I wasn't going to follow you through We're that gonna door. We're going to go out that door. I stayed, I stayed, I stayed outside We're that door. I said, this BD, you on your own. Bro. They're right. But when you came back out that door and went to the next door to the right, right. I said, okay, I can follow That's the you door there. we're going to be in. We're going to stay there. Yeah. I rolled up on my mm-hmm. son. Pulled up. Pulled up on. 
and he was uh he was he was on the TV. And I hear um I hear Donkey Kong, right? Okay. Okay. I'm actually shocked that he's actually playing Donkey Kong. Right. Now, hmm. granted, okay, I spend money on my kids, but I'm still cheap. Okay, so I got him the Super Nintendo. You gave him that, that 200 game small compact console of all the greatest hits? Exactly. You make it sound like it's not a great thing. It's 200 No, it's games. great. <clears throat> it's got all the classics. It's small. You know, it's a small little Super Nintendo, and it's got all the classics. So, you know, he's been playing Donkey Kong lately. He's been trying to beat the game. Okay. And I walk up on him, and I hear Donkey Kong. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I try to jump in with him sometimes, help him, because, you know, kids aren't good at anything. So I have to help him and beat some of the levels for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching, and I'm noticing that he's not holding a controller. And I'm like, buddy, have you learned some Jedi mind, you know, uh, uh, tricks to, to play the game? Like, it, I just bought a Super Nintendo. I didn't think I had bought you the latest video game. I don't know if now the video games you can control with your mind. That's not what I bought for you. I bought you the Super <laughs> Nintendo with the controller. <laughs> okay. I don't know who you robbed, son. So I don't know, I don't know where you got, you got this, this from, from <laughs> but you need to return it immediately. But <laughs> <laughs> that was not the case. He was watching a video of someone else playing Donkey Kong on YouTube. Wow. I'm like, you have the game. This is the very game that I, being the wonderful and careful and thoughtful father that I am, I purchased this game for you, and yet here you are watching on YouTube for free a video of someone playing the very same game that you already had. Oh, that, that game's going back today. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I can take the game back. I can get all $62 back. You know? Yep. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Why are you watching someone play the very video game that you already have? And it, it is not just the video games. It's other toys. You know? Kids see toys on TV, and it's just like, I have to have that toy. I want that toy. And they make it look so, you know, so dramatic and, 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 and you know, <clears throat> on the commercial, they've got all the backgrounds and they've got the, you know, the, the, the cars going through the dirt and the, 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 the action figures going through real life. You know, they've built structures for the toys and stuff like that. And it makes the kids want them. But when you get the toy as a kid, you don't have all of that. You just got the carpet. All right. And the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what gets these kids and they get the toys. And then like two weeks later, I find them under under the couch somewhere. Or I see, step see, on I it. Think, I think these I think these kids, unfortunately, want a game room. Right. They want the room that makes them want a game. It's like, bro, I don't got all that. No. This is our this is me and your mom's living room. This is where living happens. Right. This is not where gaming happens. This is 95% of the usage of this room is for living. And son, take a deep breath. You're living in this room. So you better enjoy the gaming in this room. Right. Bruh, I'm actually, I don't know what kind of father I'm. I'll actually be kind of jealous. Like, why you like to watch him play? When dad gets on the control, you don't want to watch me play. Right. I get on the sticks. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm handling business. I'm giving out this work. Like, you don't want to see me? Like, I, the old man can get on there. But you want to watch these kids. They don't know what they're doing. I've been playing this game since 1993. <laughs> and 
the guy with a screen like, I beat Donkey Kong in two and a half hours. And then your son looks at you, Dad, can you do that? I did that two back in 94. Congratulations this to that true. kid. I've been doing this. Since That's before right. he was born, I've been playing Donkey Kong. Jumping on alligators and snatching bananas like it's nobody's business. This is Give me what that I banana, do. yo. Snagging. Give me, give me them coins. You know what I mean? I beat Super Mario World in two weeks over Christmas break. Ooh, I see you, baby. Okay. This is what I do. Didn't even use Star World or the Star Path or whatever it's called. That was a Star Path? Yeah. Super Mario World? Oh. Star Road. That's what it's called. See, I, I didn't have. <laughs> I had the regular Nintendo for like years, bro. I was I doing Mike Tyson punch out. I was doing. <laughs> Uh, what's that gold? Day. What's that? What's that golden bowl where you just <laughs> what? <laughs> the Nintendo, the, the Nintendo football game, bro. Oh, Tecmo Bowl, <laughs> Techno Tecmo Bowl, golden man, bowl. and Magic versus Bird, bro. That's all I had, bro. That's what I had for 12, 15 years of my life. <laughs> Nintendo 64 was out. The Dreamcast was coming out. You yeah, still had man, the regular the only Nintendo. Time, the, only time I, the only time I played uh, uh, 007 and WrestleMania was at other people's house. That's why I was like, Mom, can I spend a night? Man, I'm tired of being at home and I got to <sighs> blow in the cartridges and put double double the cartridges on top of each other just for me to get a game in. And you know Nintendo don't have... You, you can't save no games. When I found out that PlayStation had to save uh, memory cards... Bro, do you know how long I had to stay up? If you die, that's it. You got to start over. There's no saving in Nintendo. Hey, these kids are spoiled, man. The They're Super spoiled, Nintendo dude. that I got him, like you can save, like not only you can, can you save? save, not only can you save the game, you can save, like you can freeze, like that particular moment, like you can hit start and be like, all right, save, save the state is what it's called, I think. Man, do they know the struggle that we had to go through? Like if you died, you were starting at the beginning of the level. At the beginning. He can get past a really hard point in the stage and then be like, all right, hit pause, save that. So if he dies, no. he goes right back there. I'm like, that's cheating. No, nah, man. You nah, can't man. Do that's that. cheating, bro. Bruh, man, they don't know the. <sighs> you had to blow in the cartridges, bro. Exactly. You had to double stack the cartridges. You had to press the reset button a bunch of times. Yeah, you had to hit it Hopefully hard. Hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah, man. And these kids got an automatic save option to the step. To the step. So 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 the person's froze like that and I could start from that place. Nah man, when I have kids, man, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give them no technology that I didn't have at their age. Exactly. You know why? Because it's it, it, it's a lack of character. It builds character when you have it to start builds over character. from the beginning it of builds, the level. It builds ingenuity of if this can if this thing don't work, you make it work. There you go. No plan B. Break. You holding it, you shaking it. I used to pray over mine. <laughs> I thought I was it to play a game was spiritual warfare for your boy. You never lie. I think kids Man. are just like that. Kids, I think we we I think I don't think that was the case when we were kids. I think when we no. got toys when we were kids, like we played with those toys because you didn't know. like. We shed tears. We was like, Mom, like this is mine's. Right. I mean, when I got my first Sega Genesis, bro, like, do you know what that means? I no longer have to play the Nintendo. I can actually play Sega Genesis. And I remember when I got the Saturn. Remember the Sega Saturn? I do. 
But see, I got it when it wasn't even available in stores no more. I got mine from the pawn shop, <laughs> thinking everybody's still playing the Sega, Sega Saturn. I'm about to say Until the I Sega Saturn. I found out that there was a recall. <laughs> I found out it was a recall on it. Yeah, the Sega Saturn was. Uh, yeah, that 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 wasn't the move right there. It was the yeah, that wasn't the move. But but see, even with the even with they got this Nintendo Switch now. Yeah. Bro, do you know how much struggle we had on the Game Boys and the Game Gears? You mean to tell me Man. y'all have a video game system <clears throat> that you can play on the TV, excellent graphics, and then when you're done playing on the TV, the controller becomes a handheld system that just completely craps on anything that we had, the Game Boy, with the green and the black screen. Like, y'all have it, they have it made, man. And then and when you they have get, the audacity to watch somebody else do it, and when you, you can do it yourself... I bought it. I bought it for you. That's why I didn't get the Switch. Because he'll sit up and watch some people on YouTube playing the Nintendo Switch. And I just paid $350 for a Nintendo Switch. And now we got to fight. Like, you know what I mean? See. Now you got to get a whooping. <laughs> yeah, you getting a whooping for not playing. Dad, why you... Bro, $62. You better get a $62 whooping. <laughs> you better get a $62.98 whooping. And I'm going to have the receipt right here. Like, no, bro. No. You know, how do you have the audacity to watch somebody else play, not not to find clues on while you're playing? It's okay if you're watching, okay, I'm going to watch them play for two minutes. Oh, that's what they did? Okay, pause, and then you go play yours to right. defeat that level. Right. But if you're sitting there like this, <laughs> I mean, kids just be doing, they be just sitting all weird, legs all up everywhere, sitting like this. No, bro. Bruh. I had to take a deep breath. I just walked away. I just called. Man, fatherhood, man. <laughs> I can only imagine how... Di- yeah, man. You just let the kid just sit there with his little... Just just, just console right there beside him off. Just got it and made. And he's just... Man. Just got it made. Got it made. You got it made so good that you... I'm like, bruh, I'm taking that back. You know what I'll do? Wrap the cord around it, <laughs> top of the closet, top of the closet. You ain't playing that until I get over this. You're right. And I might not get over this for a long time. Exactly. No, 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 no. Why are you crying for it now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you about it five minutes now? ago when you was watching Johnny on YouTube do the exact same man, thing? And I press pause on the TV. You've been watching this for two and a half hours. Mm-mm. Nope. No, that's going in the closet. No. Yeah, man, I would have been highly upset too, bro. These kids got it made, bro. All the struggles we had to go through just to get through levels after levels. Do you know how much brain power we had to use with, uh, what's that girl, uh, Tomb Raider? I was stuck at a wall for like three weeks because I didn't know how to climb over that wall, bro. I was like, bro, I can't, like, bro, I'm trying to get over this wall. I'm stuck there for like two and a half weeks. And we had to figure it out. Out. We you had to go fi- to YouTube and just click in level three how to get <clears throat> over the wall and somebody shows you how to do it. You had to figure it out. We didn't have no internet. Exactly. And that's the we difference. had to we had to we had to introspect. I don't know if I don't that's even know the what right that word. means. I'm pretty sure that's I don't the, know either the wrong but word choice, but it did we had to do it. We had to do it. We had to do it. We had to figure it out. Nobody. I was like, man, do I jump on this wall, jump on that wall, and then grab, and then scoop, 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 and then lift? Bruh, do you know how many different ways? 
Do you know how many insecurity feelings I had to overcome? How much doubt in myself I had to <laughs> overcome? Believing that I couldn't accomplish this raiding of the tomb? Huh? But it made you a better person. But it made me a better person. See, now look at me solving problems now. See, that's the problem with this generation. That's what they're missing. They have too much help with problem solving. At the palm of See, your back hand, you've got the answer to everything. All we had was mama and our Bibles, and none of those worked <laughs> when it came to video games. <laughs> so we had to solve problems like, yo, man, that's why I think we're built a little bit tougher than a generation come behind us. Because y'all had cliff notes. Y'all had, <clears throat> bruh, we had, bruh, who goes to the library anymore? No. We had to go to the library, bro. And we had to go through, pull a little roll thing out and look through the indexes for the, the card books. catalog. It wasn't no just getting on a computer Google. You had the little, uh, the, the black computers with the green uh, font. Yeah. And all that did was and tell look, you where to look in the card catalog. We had so many steps just to get to the book. <clears throat> you really had Y'all, to research. Oh, Siri, tell me what's this, this, uh, the, the distance between the moon and the earth. And Siri just sends you a PDF file with an entire paper. Just done. Us? We became weary. Man, forget it, man. I don't even care about how far the moon is from the earth, bro. We straight. <laughs> right. Bro, you remember MapQuest? How did we how did we get anywhere, bro, when we had maps, then MapQuest? Bro, we had to we had to find place off instinct, bro. Like I think this is where grandma live. Right. Yeah, if you like, I think if you knew where you were going, you could plan ahead, you could go to mapquest.com. You had dial up, so it took about 15 minutes for that to load. You type in the patient. address. You wait 15 more minutes. You print out the instructions, <laughs> and you take that with you, and you follow. You take it. that with you, and it was and MapQuest prints you like four different pages. And if you miss a turn, it's a wrap. Like it ain't no redirect. There's no it, it ain't no recalibration. Like you're you're done. <clears throat> you're done. <laughs> like, that's it. Kids, man, count your blessings, man. But I think y'all too blessed, in my opinion. Mm, too blessed. Too blessed. All right. We're going to keep it moving to the main topic of the day, and we've got a doozy. Yes, we do. All right. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that um, I don't think it gets discussed a lot in the Christian uh, community. I don't want to say it's like taboo, but it's something that we don't talk about a lot. And we've got uh, we've got a lot to say about it. It's actually going to be like a three part, I think, series. But we're going to cover a couple of points of it today. We're going to be talking about sex within marriage. Are you ready Are you to ready? make love? Mm. I don't think they're ready, BD. Because it's not just sex when you when you're talking about marriage. All right, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers, a lot of. A lot of different factors, different things that we need to talk about so that people can be ready for sex within marriage. Josh, I'm going to let you take it from here. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is my rookie season, you know, had a lot to learn, learning curve. Okay. Um, But one thing that I realized, BD, that I think a lot of people getting up to the day of marriage, even in marriage that they have lost sight of 
that there is a drastic difference between making love mm. and making lust. Okay. See, in the dating <clears throat> experiences, in the engagement between two souls physically before marriage, there's a lot of lust making. Right. Lust is the overbearing desire for something. And when it comes within the sexual context, BD, a lot of people become overly consumed in the intoxication, mm -hmm. the infatuation mm. that leads to sexual experiences that to a degree warps a person's mind, having them create expectations that exceeds the actual engagement within the beautiful umbrella of marriage, causing people to be disappointed. They say, BD... That the mother of all disappointments is false expectations. Mm. That when you've had experiences sexually that was lust based, that was, I just had to get my rocks off. I just like the way he feels. I just want to get this, get that, get that. Or to the point where we need to marry because we're burning with passion. That is married to, it's better to marry than to burn with, with passion. A lot of people, when they open the door of marriage and really engage of it within the parameters that God has set for it, mm -hmm. they're drastically disappointed. Right. Because there's certain components of marriage, BD, that takes work. And even lovemaking takes work, both mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So within the next few weeks, depending on when the Lord leads us... Mm -hmm. To deposit wisdom for you all, we're going to be breaking down the expectations, the requirements, and the joys of being prepared mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically for the benefits and the requirements of love making. Now, I don't know if you want to jump in now because I feel myself in a river mm -hmm. that I can exegete this and really e exasperate it. To where people can get full understanding. So I don't know if you're ready to jump in now, BD, or you want me to go ahead and go to the first point. Yeah, was just so what what points are we gonna what two are we gonna cover today? We're gonna talk about the spiritual responsibility and the mental preparedness okay. for lovemaking. When it comes to the spiritual component, when it comes to sex, we have to understand the creator of it and our spiritual responsibilities for lovemaking. Like I said previously, man, if you don't know who love is, you won't know how to make love. You won't know how to make love to, to a significant other that's your husband or wife. You won't know how to be loving to the people around you. So it's important for us to understand the spiritual responsibilities of, of, of love making. I got a scripture right here. Let me pull up my Googles. Mm -hmm. Let me pull up my Googles, B. Okay. It says in 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time. Sound like a sandwich for a limited time offer. That you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Mm. When it comes to being married as a man and a woman, we should never deprive ourselves of each other. But when you have a lustful expectation of sex going into a marriage, that you're not going to have the right spiritual frame of mind. That the only time that you should separate sexually is to is in regards to devotion of prayer or the devotion of 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 seeking God. But he says, but y'all got to come back together again 
so that you won't be tempted because of lack of self-control. And lust, the fruit of lust is the lack of self-control. Self-control is the foundation by which lovemaking can exist. Selflessness and self-control from a spiritual perspective leads to sex being enjoyable because it's hard to enjoy sex with a lustful mind. Right. It's hard to engage without a spiritual understanding that I cannot deprive my wife of, of lovemaking. I cannot deprive her of what's, that what she should enjoy. But at any time, the only time we should separate ourselves from each other is when I want to devote myself for prayer. But the Bible says y'all got to come quickly together mm-hmm. because if not, there will be a wedge in the marriage. And what causes the biggest wedge within marriages, the false expectation of sex mm-hmm. and a lustful heart and lustful mind that contributes to a false expectation. Right. And many people go days and weeks and months without coming together because they're doing something else with something with someone else. Or with another screen. Mm. So, BD, I'll go ahead and open that up for you unless you want to contribute. Well, we can get right to the mental aspects of lovemaking. Nah, it's a lot there with the spiritual. Like, that's that's a really good point. And it's something that you don't always think about. But, like, that, yeah, that that's, just, that's the spiritual responsibility that you have as their spouse. Um, like, God, I think people, like, forget that God did, like, God designed sex. And he designed it. He designed it for men and women. He designed it to be within the con, um, the context of marriage. And there's spiritual implications to that. Like sex is how, you know, we come together and we consummate our love for each other. We become one flesh. It's how we reproduce. Like it's, it's a major responsibility. It's very important. And, <clears throat> you know, when you, when you come at it from how the world, you know, portrays sex, as just a lustful physical act like if that's how you're approaching it then it's going to be completely messed up but when the bible talks about you know like you said the scripture you can't deprive each other you know from you know from coming together from consummating from having from having sex that's that's important man like because i don't know like you just like I said, sometimes we as Christians, we kind of like make it like a taboo or something that we can't talk about. But like, that's an important part of marriage. If you are not coming together on a regular basis from both the male and the female side, you could be causing them to stumble. You can right. open the door for Satan to come in and, you know, for a woman feeling insecure, like, does my husband not want me? Am I not attractive anymore? You know, maybe I need to find that somewhere else. Maybe somebody else needs to tell me that I'm fly, Aisha Curry. Uh, the, mm-hmm. From the male perspective, you know, hey, we got needs, you know. So if your wife is not allowing you to come together or whatever, you start finding, trying to find it somewhere else. You start, hey, pornography or looking at other, talking to other women. It just opens the door for Satan to come in and divide that marriage. So you have a, absolutely... You have a responsibility, a spiritual responsibility to your spouse so that y'all can remain whole and y'all can remain, you know, holy before God that y'all come together in sex. And it's important. I think people forget that 
sex is much more than just a physical act. That sex is is a whole act. It's it's the mind, the body, the spirit, the emotions, all are engaging. Right. And I think when you always have your mind focused on just the physical act and the physical release or the physical enjoyment, you'll forget about the spiritual responsibility that you have under God's observance and under God's uh, design of of what it requires to be connected. Like like you gotta know your wife. You want to like the, the sex becomes a little bit more intimate. Sex becomes a little bit more enjoyable when you actually love the person, not lusting for the person. Right. So you know what I'm saying? When you actually care about who they are and you love them deeply, that's a mindset. Right. There's one more scripture that I want to kind of talk on real quick. Okay. Um, because we're gonna be talking about this for a lot of weeks, and I just want to kind of give a spiritual foundation to these points. It's Hebrews 13, 4. It says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. That's key. God cares so much about sex, but you won't care enough. Of, you won't be able to enjoy sex until you understand the honor that should be given to marriage. And I think with a lot of single people or people, period, marriage is not held in honor <clears throat> to a lot of people. You can tell by the divorce rate. Right. When you honor something, you you handle it differently. Right. When you honor something, you handle it with care. When you honor something, you are a servant to it. You want to help it. But if marriage is something that you go into with the exit plan and the exit strategy before you even said I do, you're not going to hold it to honor. And people forget that we're going to be judged by God on how we manage what he has graced us and gifted us to manage. He said he would judge all sexual immoral and adulterous. And you go back to what Jesus said. He says, man, if you even look at a woman with adultery in your heart, you've already committed. So he's saying, look, you got to have the right heart right. to honor marriage. And if you go into marriage with the wrong heart, the wrong heart, the wrong perspective, the wrong feeling about it. When you get into that thing, you're going to be drastically mistaken and you're going to find yourself. You know what? I don't know if I can really have sex with you all the days of my life. Your mind starts going into, I wonder what she feels like. I wonder what he feels like. Instead of saying, let me not help myself. Let me not enter into a marriage if I don't honor it. Right. He says, let me read it again. It says, man, let marriage be held in honor among all. When you look around us, not everyone holds marriage in honor. And he says, in the honoring of marriage, then let the marriage bed be undefiled. Now, what defiles the marriage bed, the married bed, is the defiled mentality, a defiled heart. We're not talking about sexual acts that defiles the married bed. It's when a person's heart does not hold marriage in honor that leads to the defilement of the married bed. And many people just, they're having sex, but they got another girl in their mind while they're having sex with their wife. Mm. They're having sex with their husband, but thinking about somebody else just to get them mentally involved in it. Right. But when you have the love of God in you and you can see your spouse differently and you understand that you have a spiritual uh, uh, um, uh, responsibility, then you will say, you know what? If my heart's not right, every day you have to check your heart for marriage. Mm -hmm. Every day I got to check my heart. Am I, am I holding this marriage up in honor? If not, I got to check my heart because I'm going to defile my married bed because I may, I don't, I'm, this hasn't happened, but I don't want my mind to be wondering because I don't have a heart that's anchored right. in holding marriage up in honor. Mm. 
That's a good points, man. And you don't think about that stuff as, sometimes, like, as far as how it relates to, you know, your spirituality, your personal walk with God, and how that affects not only your marriage, but your sex life within marriage. Because, like you said, if you're not checking yourself every day, if you're not spending that time with God every day, if you're not renewing your mind every day, it's easy, man, to get caught up in everything that the world's putting out there on a platter. Like, my goodness, it, social media <laughs> it's a trap man like it's easy it to get trap. caught up in that thing and start looking at you know the explore page on instagram and you know and that it's all around us it's all around us and that stuff will affect your that's where the bible talks about your, the marriage you know bed being undefiled like that's right there that can mess your mind up and you thinking about other stuff why are you supposed to be making love to your wife those images is playing through your mind and that's the, and that's the fruit of what you engaged in throughout your days. Yep. Like like it's not easy. And I understand there's a lot of fellas out there, a lot of ladies. It's like man, this world is so dense with perversion. Yeah. But listen, you got to make sure that you. It's gonna take work. Anything worth having takes work to have and to maintain it. Exactly. And if you really want a marriage that that is that is holy unto God, that God can use, like like sex is the coming together of two people. To 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 remind themselves of their bond with each other. Right. To remind our own selves, yo, this is my wife. If you have the if you have a mistress mindset, but don't have a wife mindset, or you have a, a sugar daddy's mindset versus a husband's mindset, then when you look at that person, no matter how uh, uh, financially stable and how emotionally and spiritually invested he is in you. It doesn't matter how much of a wife she is to you and how much she cares about you more than you can ever be cared for. You still gonna look at them as insufficient, no good, not able to satisfy because lust do not care about a wife. Lust don't care about how great of a man he is. Lust says, I want what I want. Lust is a cancer of the soul. It says, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I want what I want. And she, I don't care how much that woman loves you, that man loves you. They are not satisfying you in that category. You're being satisfied, but your expectation and lust has exceeded its levels that now your body's like, well, I need two women in the room now. Right. That's the thing about now it. Need- like, lust is never satisfied. No never satisfied. Lust- you, it's <clears throat> always, you get accustomed to one level, it's going to take you to the next level. That's not enough. And is you can yeah, I mean you going higher and higher and your levels of lust and then your wife doesn't have a chance. She don't have a chance. Your husband don't have a chance. Lust doesn't appreciate. Mm-mm. Love appreciates. Right. The core foundation of love is appreciation and honor. Lust says, Hey, she's not she's not giving it what how you need to have it. Right. He's not satisfying you. Right. So let's move on. The next thing you know, you left in the pig pen. And didn't know that lust was going to take you this far. Now you went from, and I don't even want to get into it, but you go from one woman to two to three to four. And next thing you know, now all of a sudden you're looking at the same sex. And lust will take you so far that you'd be like, I didn't even imagine that I happened. would be here. And how many people, how many men got wives but still look and still DL? And we're not talking about DL Hughley. You see what I'm saying? We're talking about their DL, capital D, capital L. They got a beautiful wife, beautiful family, but because they're in lust, that family structure is not enough for him. And now he frequents Atlanta talking about he's on business trips. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got and a wife. And vice versa for ladies. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, BD. Meanwhile, you got a wife who's at home praying for you, 
you know, standing in the gap for you, taking care of the home, taking care of the kids, doing what she got to do, holding down the job even. And that's, you know, like you said, when you caught up in lust, you don't even see that stuff. Like, you don't, you even, don't even see, see it. it. She, she care for you more than you could imagine. Same, or vice versa. Could be a guy, you know, cares for you more than anything, got a good dude. And you caught up in lust or whatever it is. Mine's not and you, you so distracted by how corny he is that you, another word for somebody else. And it's like, you got a good dude. Mm-hmm. You got a dude that loves you. And yes, he may be a square. Yes, he may be new to the sexual experience. That's why you can't be having so much sex before you marry. This ain't no condemnation because God can make you whole. He can renew your mind. He can renew your desires. Right. And you'll be as if you were re, a reborn virgin. You know what I'm saying? Mentally. Right. See, physically you may not, but mentally you can be. Right. But if, you, if you're so caught up in a sexual culture before marriage, your husband, your wife does not have a shot. Mm-mm. As sustaining you. So that was the spiritual responsibility. And for time's sake, we're going to go right into the mental. Anything you want to contribute or add to the spiritual BD? Now let's keep it going. Let's go to the mental. The next couple of weeks, you'll get the rest of these points. But I had over 12. And me and BD decided that we're going to divvy up these points to make sure that we can keep you guys engaged. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to the mental. Are you mentally ready to make love to the same person for the rest of your life. Mm. That's real. Do you know how mentally prepared you have to be to understand? And most people feel trapped. Some people feel like, oh my gosh, I never thought about it like that. No. Like, do you know for the next 60 years of your life, you cannot enter in nobody else or have anybody else come into your temple? Mm-mm. Are you mentally ready for that? We're talking about all the stages of your wife, all the stages of your husband. Are you going to be sexually engaged no matter the changes? Right. Are you willing to be mentally prepared with the fact that you see some people, it depends on what level you are. I heard someone say you are only as faithful as your options, right? Mm. So they're talking about the more successful you are, the more options you have, meaning the more difficult it could be to be faithful. Right. Now for certain people out there, you're still going to be attracted to a lot of people because of the anointing on your life, because of the gifts and talents that you have. There's going to still be people trying because marriage is not held in honor to all. Right. So everyone else going to look at your marriage and be like, I don't care. I want you. Mm-hmm. Are you mentally prepared to say no? Because you saying no makes you even more desirable to them. Exactly. So you have to be ready for not only the soft punch, you got to be ready for when she's like, boom, boom, I'm here oh, wow. still. Right. I'm still here. Oh, you thought I was. You got to be mentally ready saying, you know what? I'm actually okay with having sex with my wife for the rest of my life. You got to be mentally okay. Say, I'm actually okay. I, I'm mentally ready to have sex with my husband and only him for the rest of my life. No matter what phases he goes through. And who and doesn't matter how many people who match the phase you wish your husband or wife was in, you say, you know what? I have a spiritual responsibility. So since I have a spiritual responsibility, I'm going to ensure that my mind stays renewed and knowing that it is perfectly okay to have one partner for the rest of my life. Yep. Your thoughts, BD? That's that's a critical point, and that's something that 
you got to think about, man, before you get married. Like, it, I know everybody gets caught up in, you know, the infat. A lot of times, sometimes it's just infatuation. You get infatuated with that person and you're thinking about them right now, how they look right now. And you're like, oh, I'm burning with lust. I'm burning with desire. I want to get married so we can, you know what I'm saying? So we can get busy. That's all fine and cool. But you have to be mentally prepared for the fact that, again, yes, this is the person that you're going to have sex with for the rest of your life. And you have to be mentally prepared and mature enough to understand that it's not always she's not always going to look like she does now. Right. You're going to you go through different phases in life. If you, if you move forward and you progress and you have kids, her body might change. You know, you start to get older. Your body might change. Health might change. Regardless of that, this is the person that you're going to consummate with. So you have to be mentally prepared. You have to know, you know, things are going to change. Am I able to still love her? Am I in love with her mental? Am I in love with the mental, you know, aspects of her, the spiritual aspects of her? You know, do we do we vibe? You know, do we share do our purposes, you know, somewhat, you know, co-align? Does she does she you know, does her strengths outweigh my weaknesses and vice versa? Mm-hmm. You have to be mentally prepared. Things change. And that's 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 an important thing that you have to take into account. And there's two things I want to add to that, BD. First, number one, you have to be mentally thick skinned. Mm. And number two, you have to understand that sex cannot be the main reason why you get married. It can't. No. If I start with the latter, let me start with the latter. People think that sex is the cake. And friendship is the icing. No, no, no. Sex is just the sprinkles. It really is. It's just the sprinkles because when you have a mission-minded marriage, whoo, the three M's. Mm-hmm. If you have a mission-minded marriage, sex isn't. It, sex becomes enjoyable because y'all got a focus. Y'all got a mission. Right. <clears throat> if you don't have a, your own personal mission statement, how are you going to have a marital mission statement? Then ensure as you guys stay on track because you need to have a strong mind to say, no, no, we're on a mission. Mm-hmm. We're you, we're we're a marriage that God is using. So it doesn't matter. See, vain thoughts will come. Right. So we're not sitting there saying you're gonna have a perfect mind. There's gonna be some perverted things that come in your mind that you didn't even think of. Mm. They're sent there. And you gotta be able to cast down vain imaginations about Big Booty Judy. Yep. You gotta cast down vain imagination by I ain't going to get vulgar with another a guy's name. You just got to be ready. <laughs> Mentally ready to say, you know what? No, I'm casting down that vain imagination because I have a wonderful wife. I have an amazing husband at home and we have a mission to accomplish. When there's a mission, those two people come closer together because they share a mission. Mm-hmm. First, this first thing that I said was you got to be mentally thick skinned. You got to be mentally thick-skinned. Like, man, you got to be able to say, man, I ain't letting that stuff affect me. I'm mentally thick-skinned. I'm not going to allow with this. I ain't going to allow the sweet talking of this woman. I'm going to put this. So you got to establish boundaries. Like, no, I'm not going to let you come around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you say those kind of things to me. Because I'm not even going to allow that seed of thought to be planted in my mind. Because I know I have a... See, what helps me with my wife is realizing just how amazing she is holistically. Right holistically mm-hmm. many people marry based upon aspects not the full inspect like you got to do a full inspection of a person mm-hmm. and say you know what i'm gonna inspect this person all the way through right 
And I'm going to fall in love with every part of her, even the areas that are still growing. I'm falling in love in God's growing her in that area because many people make mental excuses by saying, well, she's missing these things. Right. So let me find somebody else to meet those things. And that's where mistresses, that's where side chicks has come in because people are like, hey, my wife has four out of the six things, right. but this young lady has two out of the six things. So now I feel whole. No, 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 no. The areas, that's not how it works. The areas that your wife lacks in, the areas that your husband lacks in, you can't be supported by a side dude or a side chick. You got to be supported by God in those areas. And empathy is the key for for that. I got to have empathy. Grace for my wife. She's growing. Man, I'm going to stop there. Nice. Because I was about to go into the points that I'm going to say for next time. (laughs) Well, yeah, like that. That those are good points though. You gotta guard your mind. You gotta control your mind. And that's in all aspects of life, but especially within marriage, because you're gonna go through rough times, man. Like you, are. you know what I mean? Stuff is gonna happen. Like I said, you know, she's gonna get older, he's gonna get older, bodies are gonna change, and your mind, like Satan's not Satan does not. He knows how powerful marriage is. So he's gonna come against you and he's gonna plant thoughts in your mind. Oh, she don't look like she used to look, huh? you still young like you you i bet you could still go get something on the side and you have to be able to guard your mind against those things and 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 one of the things you said like um take an inventory of everything that your spouse brings to the table because mm-hmm. it's easy like the physical is on the surface it's right there sex very important but it's you know it's on the surface it's right there like take inventory of everything that she's good at like what she brings to the table her strengths you know things that you appreciate how she helps you how she makes you better because those are the things that are going to carry you over time as you know bodies change circumstances and things change those things should remain a constant because that's who she is at the core and if you're in love with those things you have inventory of those things i like to write i I have them written down so i can come back to them like hey she do be washing my clothes just right, putting the right amount of fabric softener on them. Man, bro, when I got married, I ain't know my clothes could smell like this. I was like, fabric softener? Right. You know? I was like, why Why does this feel so good on me? And obviously, I have deeper stuff than that. That's just something I thought up off the top of my head. But, you know, yeah, deep, deep stuff. You know what I mean? And so, you have to control. <clears throat> you have to tell your mind what it's going to think. Because your mind will tell you all kind of stuff. But that doesn't mean that that's reality. You control what your mind, what you allow your mind, you know, to to think and, and process. So, yeah. Yeah. You got to know the difference between vain and valid imaginations. Right. And the best way to do the soul is like what BD suggested. Get a list. Keep a list. Keep a list. Keep a list. Because there's going to be some tough days. The devil's going to hit these demons, going to hit your mind. Because you got to understand, like, the devil knows he has leverage to a degree in most of our lives. If he, especially if he has a, a honey dip or, or a honey dude, no, a honey dude don't sound like he's faithful or straight, uh, a, a, a solid guy at the workplace, he knows you're going to be eight hours there around that flirtation. Mm-hmm. He knows that, oh, you, 
oh, you go, oh, your wife at home, but you're going to be here for eight hours. So I'm going to utilize, you got to realize these people that's trying to get at you really don't like you for you. They're there by the demons to destroy your marriage. And as soon as you go over there and mess with that girl, that girl going to look at you and be like, I don't, I don't even know why I liked you. I don't even <laughs> like you no more. Right. But the act has already been done. Now you've destroyed, basically destroyed your marriage. You basically destroyed your marriage. So that's why what I do, I think myself into trouble to keep my feet out of trouble. Mm. What are the potential cons to this? We already know what the cons are. Yep. But you got to be like, nope, not even, nope, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, because I don't got time. Exactly. I don't got time. And, and when you understand the mission that you guys have together, and when you realize the enemy's after y'all's mission, Right. The best way to get you off your mission is through your mind. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to make comparisons. Do you understand how dangerous comparisons are? He knows that you 80% of your marriage is seeing your wife in a bonnet. <laughs> he knows that 80% of your marriage is seeing your husband with them holes in his underwear and his shirt. <laughs> he knows he knows that 80% of your marriage is seeing what is not naturally normal outside of it. Right. He knows that a wife that you see in a bonnet every day cannot compete with Susie all done up. Done up, makeup right, you know what I mean? Got the extensions and in, everything. Everything's perfect, smelling like all kind of stuff. He knows that you the bulk of what you see in marriage is not what you saw during dating. Right. During dating, you saw your wife differently. You saw your husband differently. Yep. You never smelt your man musty. Mm -hmm. You never smelt your man's, you know, uh, uh, odors, B.O. Right. But get married. When he comes back from hooping and he try to hug, you're going to be like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> when you see your wife go through her time, go through her stuff, and you see her in, 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 in her in her womanness, mm -hmm. or you see her and she rolls over and she got the bonnet on talking about, <laughs> and you looking at her like where's the extensions where's right. the hair right you got to be mentally ready no love making means it don't matter if you have a bonnet or extensions down to your bun buns we're gonna make this work and he knows that when you go to your workplace and you see how handsome he is and he's sweet talking to you you mean your husband don't do what the enemy's gonna always do what is not being done at the moment Woo. Mm. He's going to always have people do what's not currently being done. But you forget that your husband is doing a lot and your wife is doing a lot. And there's going to be certain seeds. They can't do everything. You got to have grace, man. You got grace. a good man. He working. He's trying to hold down. He's trying to making sure the light bill and all these bills and everything's getting paid and making sure that the kids are, you know, in the best possible schools. He's doing all kind of stuff. And he might forget for a couple of days to compliment you on your outfit. He might forget to tell he you. He thought it. He thought right. it. He but thinks just... it in his mind every time he sees <clears throat> you. But he might forget to say it. Don't let just because you go to work and Johnny come lately compliment you on your dress. You're like, I need a man who's the, the the flame's not there anymore. I need a man who's gonna you know compliment me, and my husband doesn't care. Yes, he does, but he's trying to handle his responsibilities as a man. What do you want? Do you want a boyfriend or a husband? Do you want a girlfriend or a wife? That's that cute, cuddly boyfriend girlfriend stuff. Marriage is work. Most of us don't got a million dollars in the bank as soon as we get married. It's the work. day after I got married, we got hit. With something financial right out the back. 
We had marriage is a marriage and life is about how you handle what's thrown at you. If you can't handle what's thrown at you, you're going to be throwing it back for everybody. You're going to be throwing it around for everybody. No. He's working. She's working. We're talking about if you have a good man and a good woman. Right. It is not easy to do everything Mm-mm. in every season. Right. <laughs> He's going to drop the ball. She's going to drop the ball. It's called grace. The best way to give grace to a spouse is to realize how much grace God brought to your house, mm. to your, to you. Right. When you know how gracious God is to you and how he still blessed you and still keeps you going despite your mistakes, you will be able to have empathy to give grace. You'll be able to say, no, mind, don't think that. Because the grace that God has given me, I can now give to her or you can give to him. And realize it really was just two days. The devil will make a mountain out of a molehill. He'll say he ain't complimented you in a long time. And it was he just complimented you yesterday. But he'll make you think that it's been weeks. Right. He'll make a man think, well, my wife ain't did this. She did that last Thursday. (laughs) But the devil make you think like she ain't done that in months. Right. You got to take inventory. Like BD says, you get a notebook and write down all the good things that your wife or just write down all the things that's going on in your marriage. So that when you find yourself in those thoughts, you can go back. Hey, she we did have a date night last week. You got to have a valid list. To ensure that you don't think vain. Mm. You got to stay on top of your mind or your mind going to have you on top of somebody else. Ooh. My next point for the mental, <laughs> the Holy Ghost gave y'all that for free. <laughs> my next point, we done because we got man. Look at my list. Oh man, nah, we don't got time. Man, about we that. got look. That's a whole page. Mentally, do you have the right perspectives of love making? Mm. The right perspective. That's just self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. Perspective helps you have empathy. Perspective helps you have grace. Having the right perspective. How do you see marriage? Mm -hmm. For those who are single, those who are married, how do you see it? God has the right way of seeing everything. And if you don't have the right mental perspective, you got to go to God right now and say, God, renew my mind in this area now. Right now, if you're thinking about cheating on your wife, God, renew my mind in whatever area that's causing me to even think about doing this. If you feel like giving up on your husband and whatever, you got to say, no, God, renew my, it's a fight. Right. Do you know that marriage is the expressive uh, 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 example of Christ and the church? A good marriage always brings people to Christ. Woo. Yeah. Because marriage can't be done without him. No. No. Do you, two people without God in marriage will always end up in turmoil or divorce or staying together because of the kids. But with that third chord in it, every day I got to, not every day, but oftentimes I have to go to God. Okay, God, help us. Help me. And, and then it, supernaturally I'll do what I don't even feel like doing for my wife. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to feel like doing everything? No way. No how. And that's part of that but, mental aspect of being mentally prepared for marriage, man. Like what you said, like that's that's so critical, man. Marriage is the, a parallel expression of Christ's love for the church. Yeah. People think about marriage and they think it's just, you know, all hunky-dory and happily ever after. Like, do you know what Christ went through for the church? 
like he got beat down he got persecuted like it was hard and that's what marriage is it's a beautiful thing but it's hard it is sacrifice it is just day in and day out sacrifice and dying to yourself to to serve your spouse but in doing that just like in what christ did when he died for the church he gave us you know what i mean he gave us forgiveness he gave us eternal life like and that's that's the beauty of marriage like you guys come together as one and you guys can there's no limit to what you guys can achieve and no limit to what you guys can accomplish and you guys can you know serve as just a shining example and a testimony and and bring people to christ and when you come together having sex within marriage a godly marriage you can bring forth godly seed to keep it going for generations to come that's right so it's a powerful thing but it's hard it's It's work and you have to be mentally in that mindset when you go into marriage People want to, you know, glorify the wedding, spend a whole bunch of money, glorify the honeymoon, spend a bunch of money, take pictures and flex on the gram. You need to have your mind right. Like, I'm going into war. Like, you know what I mean? going into war. And I'll fight. I don't care. I'll fight for my marriage. I'll fight for my wife. I'll fight for my family. No matter what. That's what the older generations have on us that, like, our generation doesn't have, man. As soon as it gets hard. We ready to quit because we didn't come into it mentally prepared. They went into marriage and it was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm staying married. This is what I do. And we don't have that. It's, we don't have that. Marriage is a marathon, man. You can't you can't be a sprinter in a marathon race. You see what I'm saying? And what helps me every day is realizing just how frail and how messed up I am without God. You know what I'm saying? Man, when I realize that we have a mission, don't you know, fellas, that your wife's your helpmate? If you hurt the help, you help you hurt yourself. Like, do you know if you hurt her, you got to come back home and deal with uh, like doing stupid stuff leads you to dealing with unnecessary stuff. Right. But if you don't honor her and like, yes, she that's man, like like, bro, it's work. That's all we're going to say. It's fun work when you have the right mindset. Right. And you got to understand, man. Marriage dies when both people live. Marriage lives when both people die. I have to die to myself every day. Every day. I don't even remember the last time I bought something for myself outside of a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to die to myself. Got to. I, because you know why I died to myself? I made a decision to be a husband. That's right. If I didn't want to be, if I didn't want these responsibilities, I would. I should have stayed single. That's right. If you don't want to be sacrificial, if you don't want to be submissive, then you better you better just stay your behind single. Stay single. And a woman doesn't mind submitting to a sacrificial man, and a sacrificial man don't mind uh, a man a, a man a, a sacrificial man don't mind sacrificing for a submissive woman. Right. Those are qualities you have to have beforehand. A submissive mindset and a sacrificial mindset has to be already instilled in you before you even think about somebody. Because a man trying to be a husband without a sacrificial mindset and a woman going into a marriage without a submissive mindset, that's why I don't get I don't I don't get moved by women who get upset because of the man they chose to submit to. I don't easily get moved by men who have to sacrifice for a woman that they chose to marry. No, you made that decision, man up. That's right. You made a decision like, no, marriage is a decision that you have to make and take time to count the cost. 
Is this woman the woman that I want to sacrifice for for the rest of my life? But you end up sacrificing for her Instagram portfolio. You're sacrificing for her, for her vanity. Mm. And now you're submitting yourself to a man with a porn addiction. Like, But that's what you chose. Right. If you knew how honorable marriage is, you would take your time and allow God to bring the right one or the right season and the right season for you to engage. Mm. You choose who you submit to. You choose who you sacrifice to sacrifice to and if you don't take a mental audit a mental observation a mental consultant with god for god to reveal to you yay or nay then you're going to find yourself sacrificing for the wrong one submitting to the wrong one and y'all both mentally all over the place and not holding marriage in high honor that's right all right this just part one part one got what three parts can't wait we got three parts. We go next week, next time, not next week. Next time we're gonna talk about the emotion and the emotional and physical side of making love, mm. and we also for the third part we're gonna be talking about the false expectations that people have about sex and marriage. Mm. Okay. And me and BD, we got some powerful points for you all. We just want y'all to be great. That's it. We're not sitting there saying that we perfect. We just know the perfect one. That's it. Right. So, BD, take it away from here, brother. All right. We're going to keep it moving to the next topic of the day because today, <clears throat> Josh, is an important day. It might be my favorite holiday. Yes. But before that. <laughs> oh, before? Oh. Well, no. Bro, we're going to go, ahead, we're gonna go ahead and do that. No, 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 no. Let's do this last. Nope, it's this part last. of it. Because it's part of it. Huh? I was just going to talk about the holiday. Because oh, do the holiday. Do you think? My bad, BD. No, My I'm bad. just saying. I mean, it's it 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 might be the best holiday Ooh. of them all. Oh, I didn't okay. to be honest. I didn't even really know it was a thing, but it came up on my Google feed. It's National Fried Chicken Day, Josh. Mm. I'm excited about this day, bro. You told me last minute. I didn't get a chance to really partake. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's only right that we give honor and reverence to the dish that is fried chicken. Ooh. On this national day, yeah, where fried chicken is celebrated nationwide, mm, nationwide should be eternally celebrated. Absolutely. So, last week we talked about how you, Josh, do not participate in the dipping of sauces. Oh, I'm about to say, don't say, don't, don't tell the world that I don't. I participate in fried chicken, bro. Absolutely. But this particular form of fried chicken, Chick-fil-A, you have eaten for years with no sauce. Not to mention you were disrespectful enough to call it overrated. So today, Joshua Ezzy has procured a Chick-fil-A for strip. With that four strip, he has barbecue, Polynesian, sweet and spicy sriracha, and zesty buffalo sauce. Let's get to it. I want to see this, Josh. All right? You say sauce is overrated. You say Chick-fil-A is overrated. I want you to eat this Chick-fil-A 
these chicken strips. I want you to dip them in the sauces, and I want you to tell me with a straight face that it is not utterly delicious. Let's get to it. It's the moment of truth. I'm going to sit these uh, nice golden hot tenders here. Are they hot? Um, Medium. Do I need to go and go get them heated? You let me know. I, I can't. Nah, I'm fine, bro. Okay. All right, BD. <clears throat> I got the strips. Okay. I got the Polynesian. Okay. Yes. I don't know if y'all guys can see it. Mm-hmm. No, it's too bright. The light, the light that I'm shining is so bright. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see which one. I'm going to go ahead and get, uh, I got the Zesty Buffalo. I got the barbecue sauce. BD told me to get three packs. Mm-hmm. I got the sweet and spicy sriracha, and mm. I got the Polynesian sauce. Mm. Oh, zesty buffalo. So the zestiness and the spicy ones, I'm going to save for last. Okay. Man, let's get to this Polynesian, bro. All right. All this hype on this Polynesian, I'm bro. so jealous right now. Like, oh, I wish I had some Chick-fil-A. Hey, man. It's all good. Do I need to dip these fries in here too, bro? That's for the buffalo, right? The fries go in the barbecue sauce. I can't vouch for the fries in any of uh, fries and Polynesian. Look at look at look at these tenders, bro. They're delicious. They're small, it bro. Doesn't matter. They pack a punch. What is that, Polynesian? Yes. That's Polynesian, bro. Let me go ahead and dip it in. Yes. Okay, these are actually deeper than the last I remember. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and get that excess right there. I don't need too much. <laughs> Polynesia nasty, bro. No, it's not. <laughs> you mean to tell me that's not good? It's got a weird tanginess, bro. It's delicious. It's a delicious tanginess. Bro, I think it's got some... Let me look at the... the um, it's got some... Yeah, man. <laughs> Polynesia nasty, bro. Oh, man. Mustard seed. That's what's in here. Mustard oh, is in here. Oh my god. That's why I knew I tasted mustard in here, bro. Oh my god. I don't even know how That's why taste. it's nasty, bro. That's mustard, bro. Oh, this guy. I knew. I knew it was something. I was like, man, why does it got a mustard taste to it, bro? It doesn't taste anything like mustard. Then why is why it got mustard seed in there? I don't care about my faith then because inside. If I don't you got no mustard just seed faith. Faith is the size of a mustard seed, Josh. You would see that Polynesian sauce. Hey, man, I, just because I got a mustard seed faith, don't mean I need mustard seed in my sauce. All right, go to the barbecue or the sweetened, sweetened sriracha, whatever. Nah, barbecue, bro, because that sweet and spice sriracha, man, sounds very intriguing, bro. Okay. Oh, uh, man. Polynesian sauce with mustard. Who said, who has the audacity to put mustard seed in a sweet and sour? I, 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 don't, I need to look at the ingredients. I don't believe that there's mustard. In Let me read the ingredients to you, bro. I got it right here. Why shall a man lie to thee? Sugar. Mm-hmm. Soybean oil. Mm-hmm. Water. Mm-hmm. Corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Corn cider vinegar. Delicious. Distilled vinegar. Mm-hmm. Tomato paste, salt, pepper, paprika. Paprika. <laughs> yeah. I would tell my wife to start calling me paprika. Mustard seed, 
Modified cornstarch, beet juice for color, mm. onion, garlic, xantan gum, and here comes stuff we can't even. Glamasuna glutamate. All right, you know what? Just stop. <laughs> you making that's me. what's gonna make that's gonna make you not want to eat no more sauce. I never America, read the ingredients. CUK, South Africa, Philippines, wherever you watch this podcast. <laughs> that's why you shouldn't mess with this sauce. Don't read the ingredients. You just eat the sauce. You just dip the sauce, man. No, man. You got to look at what you eating, bro. Barbecue. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. See, we're going to see if this barbecue's good, bro. Is this uh, Bobby Ray's? Billy Ray's? Sweet sugar Ray's? Sweet baby Ray's? Sweet baby Ray's. All right. Here we go, man. Here we go. I'm going to start with the fries. Hold on. Mm. BD told me the fries. Nah, I don't know if your fries are still going to be good. I mean... Nah, they cold, man, but let's try it. You can try it. Oh, let me get a good fry. Mm-hmm. See, I only got to look in the bag to feel for a good fry. There we go. There we <laughs> go. See, see, this fry right here, I like them when they get all curled up. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Okay. I see, mean, that's just a tiny nothing little... Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce good, bro. Yes. Yes. Barbecue sauce good. That Polynesian stuff. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Gotta get it good. Barbecue sauce is so good, bro. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Nothing but oh, the blood. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's better with the sauce. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Enhances the Bruh. flavor of the strips, right? It does. Man, I'm, I want to get the chicken sandwich now. You dip the spicy chicken sandwich in the barbecue sauce, it's a wrap. So you say in the truck, see, brother, see, this is dangerous, this dangerous territory. <laughs> it's dangerous territory. It's dangerous territory. <laughs> you should have never said, you should have never put my mind, see, I'm not mentally thick-skinned enough for this. <laughs> you can't sit there and put me on game. Put me on game means, okay, I got to get the spicy chicken. See, now I got to try it. Now, I'm not right, responsible me- if you backslide. Now, I'm not responsible if you go back to 300. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That barbecue sauce so good, bro. This is what I've been telling you. No, everybody leads the conversation, not with barbecue, but with Polynesian. I mean, nah, Polynesian is probably my third favorite sauce at Chick Fil A. Oh, then why you why you make a big deal when I tell you I don't like the Polynesian? I think it's good though. I mean, it's it's good. The barbecue and then that sriracha is my second favorite. Man, these these uh sauces, bro, got names. I can see that's why I don't like sauces, bro. But stop reading the ingredients, bro. Just eat the sauce, bro. Alright, what should I do? Zesty buffalo or the sweet and spicy sriracha? Bro? I can't vouch for the buffalo. I don't do buffalo like that. Do you the, don't do buffalo like that, do bro? This, do the sriracha. See, I'm doing my due diligence and reading the ingredients. I gotta know what I put in this vessel. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. Too much whole foods, man. 
eat some unwholesome foods. Let's go ahead. I'm going to do this zesty first, bro, because I feel like I'm not going to like it because it has like a ranch pink to it. Let me make sure there's no ranch in here. <laughs> because that would, that, would, that would have me really sick. Will it really have you sick or is it just in your mind? Nah, it's both. <laughs> bro, Alright, zesty, but let me see what it smells like, because I might not... See, this thing don't look zesty. It looks creamy, bro. <laughs> so, you know... Let me let me just open this real quick, bro. Ah! Gotta be careful with these sauces, man. They'll get on you, bro. Mm. Wow. <laughs> hey, bro! You're so extra, listen. man. <laughs> bro, I gotta do my due diligence. sauce, man. I've never actually had that sauce, so I'm interested to see. Oh my god. Stop playing. It's good? My. <laughs> Ooh! Hey! They got you doing all that? Bruh! You don't like buffalo chicken wings? I mean, yeah. That's what it tastes like? Exactly what it tastes like. Okay. This number one right now, bro. I'm gonna have to put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this in. A, I'm gonna put this in a Ziploc bag for later for something else. I'm wow. Have, I'm gonna have to try, bro. You never had the zesty buffalo. I mean, buffalo wings are probably like at the Ooh. bottom of my like, which is another topic we need. to Oh do. nope! Don't, don't 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 give me all that, man. I'm sold, bro. Bro, I would pick. <gasps> What if I mix the barbecue with the zesty buffalo? Mm, now that might be good. Oh man, let me get to the sriracha so I can get to what I. Woo! Yo, B. Yo, that right there was a game changer when they came with that sauce. See, 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 I see. Okay, here we mm, go. That's a good one right there. That's a good one right there, bro. Ah, I should have saved this for my zesty buffalo mix. I only got four left, bro. Well, I mean. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Victory. Victory is mine. Victory. Ooh, with the with the the spice kicks in at the end. Yes. It's sweet in the beginning. You're like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm a man about hits this. You. Yo, what if I dip all three of these? Hold on. Hold on, because I only got two tenders left. I got to be wise about my decisions right now. Chick-fil-A is closed, and they close tomorrow. <laughs> we are recording on a Saturday, and I knew I, I waited. See, something in me told me to cheat and try it at the in the line. Mm -hmm. Just in case I need to wrap around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Woo! Bro, that, that zesty? Where my, where my boo at? S sweet and spicy sriracha? Mm-hmm. Bruh, that on a listen, I, I ain't dipping that. I'm opening the lid of my sandwich. <laughs> I'm gonna get that thing a good oil change, bruh. Bruh. I'm gonna put new oil on it and close the whoo. Bruh, you get a spicy chicken sandwich and you dip it in that. You talking about a kid? It's time, bruh. Mm. Should I do the zesty first and then the barbecue? Or the barbecue then the zesty? I don't know. I don't think it matters. I'm going to do barbecue first, bro, because it's the darker skinned one. Wow. 
I got, oh, 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 I'm going to show the people. The people want to know what I'm doing. Okay. Right now, I'm dipping in the barbecue. You see that? Barbecue. Bam. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Like, I feel like I'm doing communion. Okay. Woo! The zesty. Oh, see, see, mm. I shouldn't fully baptize this. I should just kind of put like a nice little. There we go. Okay. Oh, no, need more of that. Oh, look at that color. This is a man that last week said that he does not like sauce. Oh! <laughs> look at that face. Hold on. Let's do the sriracha. Mmm. Ooh, put the because the foundation must be the hot and spicy. The Bible says I'd rather for you to be hot, not cold. <laughs> Dip it in the barbecue. Should I do all three BD or is that just too fat? That's just fat. Okay, that's crossing the line. The sweet and spicy sriracha and the barbecue. Yes. How can two, how can two walk together as they agree? And these two really are walking in the right direction because they agree together. Mm. Now, last tender. Which one are you gonna go with? Whoo! I ain't mess with that whack Polynesian, bro. That's horrible sauce, bro. Hey, that sauce horrible. Hey, I'm three for four right now, so. I always find myself coming back to the sweet and spicy sriracha, bro. Bruh. Like, the only reason I haven't moved that to my number one in my ranking of Chick-fil-A sauces. Imagine this. Imagine, I'm going to have to call Chick-fil-A and be like, y'all got a bottle of this? They do. Yeah. You can buy Chick-fil-A sauces. You can buy them in the store. Or you can go on, uh, you can Google it. You can buy it by the tub. Wow. Wow. The only reason I haven't moved that to number one in my ranking of Chick-fil-A sauces is just out of reverence for barbecue sauce. And it's... I don't have no... I have no respect to a person's, bro. I have no respect to sauces, bro. <laughs> but I'm back in the zesty barbecue. I'm going to dip it. Oh, that's too much spice. Let me put it some barbecue on it to kind of even things out, oh, bro. Oh, man. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> like, I'm dying. Oh, I'm moving to Texas. I can't wait. BD. You got to get some of that zesty buffalo in your life, bro. I'm going to try it. But I, I just... I... Mm, Monday afternoon. You know where I'm at. <laughs> I got to try the sandwich, bro. No! It's my last piece. <laughs> but I already dipped it in the zesty, though, BD. Mm, there's no turning back. There's no turning. Once it's in the zest, you know what's best. Let me go right up to get the sweet sriracha. <laughs> it's in the Yo, zest. BD, I'm about to I'm about to rank this right now. Yes. Oh, ho, ho! <laughs> I've rededicated my life, BD. <laughs> Chick fil A. Rededicated my life. Chick-fil-A, I rededicated my life, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have, I'm about to confess myself. I have sinned before. Yes. That, now, see, the reason why everybody was so hyped about the Polynesian, bro. All right. Oh, I still got fries left. Yes. Nah, these, these cold, bro. Let me just try one, man. 
Shoot, I'll take some cold Chick-fil-A fries. Hmm. Dip them in that bar, baptize them in that barbecue sauce. You good. Bruh, where do I want these fries to go? Sweet sour sriracha. I, I've never tried that. See, BDC, now I'm in the game now. Now I'm trying stuff that you ain't never tried. <laughs> Experimenting and... <laughs> That's the wave. That's the move. Wow. Wow. Ooh, let me put this in the box. I got to let y'all go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for watching the Good Guys Podcast. But I can't do nothing now. They closed. Yeah, they closed, bro. And you're not getting none tomorrow. That's probably the wisest thing. Guy was like, dang, he about to eat some. If I have let Chick-fil-A be open on Sundays, people will not go to church. They should have church service at Chick-fil-A. <clears throat> I'd go. <laughs> I'd go. <laughs> if, if you mean to tell me that chameleon is a waffle fry and a sauce. And I get to baptize it in the sauce? Mm. No holiest. Nope. We live such holy lives, bro. Mm. Marriages would be undefiled. I mean, marriages would not be defiled. Not at all. I'm ranking these right now. Okay. What's your okay, rank? Hold on. <clears throat> Polynesia's not even in this. Polynesian man, that was the that's the nastiest sauce I ever had in my life. I think that's what messed me up. That's what messed me up. See, somebody told Chick Fil A, "Yo, y'all Polynesians overrated, and it's nasty." Mm-mm, that's good. You nasty and you stink. Okay. And then Chick Fil A's like, "No, we can't be nasty and stink." So Chick Fil A was like, "We got to come with that spicy sriracha and that zesty buffalo, bro." This is my rank, man. <clears throat> All right. Polynesian number four, trash. All right. Trash. But okay. Because you like that mustard seed. You still got mustard seed faith, bro. There's nothing wrong with mustard, Josh. That's just Mustard's you. nasty. That's not me. That's a nation. No, it's not. Okay, maybe it's just me. Number three, BD. Mm-hmm. Zesty buffalo. Mm. But a close, close, it's close to number two. Mm-hmm. Number two? Mm-hmm. Buffalo. I mean, barbecue. Mm. Barbecue's number two. That's spicy, sweet, and spicy. I got that sweet and spicy, sweet and spicy. I got that sweet and spicy sriracha, number one. That sauce right there? That was a game changer, bro. No, bro, that's number. Forget the respect to the barbecue, bro. Barbecue in of itself can be overrated. I love the sweet and spiciness that had just became a wave in the last decade. I don't remember this as a child. Getting a 50. Oh. <laughs> Getting a 10 piece chicken nuggets from McDonald's. The 50? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> You was fat, man. <laughs> I was fat, but when I, <laughs> but that ten piece, I don't remember a sweet and uh, spicy sriracha option. No. If they had this as a child, if see, this is what happened when I when I stopped going to Chick Fil A, they didn't have this sauce there. Mm-mm. I promise you, if they had this sauce here, I would have never was... left Christ. I mean, Chick Fil A. I want to say it's like. Within the past two or three years, they came out with that Yeah, one. yeah, that's new. That's new. I stopped doing Chick-fil-A like years ago, bro. Because I think, I think, 
I, I just see. I was. I'm not really. Let me be honest. Which I got. I got something to tell y'all. Okay. I was never a barbecue fan growing up. I don't even really like barbecue on my chicken like that, bro. I think. I think because of Oklahoma, man. Like, I don't like that barbecue, man. Some some people's people. Some people don't do barbecue right. It's either their chicken is too much barbecue on it, and it's like it takes away from the flavor of the chicken. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like messy meals unless I'm at home. Okay. You see what I'm saying? When you got me at your cooker, I ain't trying to get nothing on my, my Spaldings, man. I ain't trying to really get nothing on my shacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't really trying to get nothing on my... <laughs> I ain't really want to get nothing on my, on my, on my gear. Okay. But in the comfort of my own home, I could do a little bit of barbecue. But I was always a sweet and sour friend, fan. So I think that's what turned me off from Chick-fil-A when their sweet and sour sauce wasn't hitting. Okay. Their sweet and sour sauce compared to McDonald's sweet and sour or just sweet and sour sauce, period, is different. And I think it's the mustard seed that makes it different. It's different. I really think it's different. And I think that's what turned me off. And I think I might have to write a letter to them to at least have a second sweet and sour option minus the mustard seed. No. I think Chick-fil-A needs to add another type of sweet and sour sauce. That Polynesian, that. man, is just not hitting. It, it really does hit. It just it's a, it hits a different way. but it's... It hits a different way, but I ain't trying to hit it that way. Okay. Well. <laughs> we try to keep this this marriage bed between me and Chick-fil-A under file. I don't I don't want to I don't want the mustard seed, man. Okay. <clears throat> but that number one goes to that sweet and spicy sriracha. Have you ever had a spicy chicken sandwich? I never had a spicy chicken sandwich. Why did you not tell me that? Bruh, I bruh, like bruh, when did the spicy chicken sandwich come on the scene? Uh, it had to have been at, about at, five or six years, I think. Yeah, man. I, I quit way back then, bro. I really wish you would have told me that because I would have made sure <clears throat> you got a spicy sandwich. Bruh. Oh, I'll get that. I'll get that Monday. You've never had the spicy sandwich? No. Man, we might have to do this again. Bruh. We probably won't dedicate Bruh. another episode to it, but Monday, get a spicy chicken sandwich and you call me. I'll call you. I'm actually excited, man. Chick-fil-A, I'm giving you a chance, man. I can't believe you have... Yeah, if you haven't had the spicy chicken sandwich and if you haven't had the sweet and spicy sriracha sauce, then absolutely you might think Chick-fil-A is overrated. This, this is, this is were, good. Those two <clears throat> were game changers. So there we go. Someone told them their Polynesian was trash, but they had a cult-like falling for the Polynesian sauce, so they couldn't just get away. They couldn't throw it away. Right. But they was like, yo, we cannot live off of Polynesian sauce alone. We got to add some more sauces. And I think there's not that many people like Polynesian as you think. I think people probably grab after the barbecue and the sweet and spicy sriracha before they even go for the Polynesian. I mean... The name is weird. Polynesian? Yeah, the name had me thrown off for a while. I never tried it until my uncle, he put me onto it. He was like, yeah, try this Polynesian sauce. I was like, oh, shoot, it's good. But I'm not going to lie. Ever since they came with that uh, sweet and spicy sriracha, I don't have a whole lot of use for the Polynesian sauce because it's kind of, it's similar, but it's it's better. I'm not even going to lie. It's better. It's better, bro. So for me, my rankings, I've never had the Zesty Buffalo, so I can't really rank that. Zesty Buffalo, uh, bruh, like, this is, me- this is, this is going to mess me up. <laughs> I ain't going to speak. I'm, I got to watch my words. 
You know what I'm saying? Life and, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. But I'm really going to have to have my wife hold me accountable. There you go. Because that zesty and that sweet and sour sriracha, forget the buffalo. Buffalo's cool. You got to be in a mood for buff. I mean, barbecue sauce. What I want, I like that sweet and that spicy. Mm-hmm. Like that sweet, hit me later with that spicy. Okay. The zesty, if I just want some barbecue wings, but, you know, most people don't make good bar- buffalo barbecue, buffalo wings. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But if I got a good zesty sauce, bruh, I might have to start buying these sauces by the bottle, bruh. Yes. There are certain meals that needs those two sauces. All you was talking about, BD, all you was talking about and raving about was just buffalo and, I mean, barbecue and Polynesian. That's all you was raving about. I had to find out these two sauces on my own. No, I told you to get sweet and spicy sriracha. Oh, you did? Okay. You didn't say nothing about that zesty buffalo. I saw that when I I pulled up to the meat. Well, I mean, it's just buffalo sauce. Bruh, get that zesty buffalo when you get up there, bro. You're gonna at least gonna have a twelve count. Twelve count. I should have got me two, cause I forgot how small those tenders are. <gasps> Bet, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost just put me on something, bro. What's that? I'm going to Publix to get me my tenders. <laughs> Fleshing. I don't know if out of the body in the body. I cannot tell. I don't know if there's Holy Spirit is my flesh talking. So mm-hmm. take this with a. I'm going to go to Publix and get me, ooh. Man, is my wife working this week? <laughs> I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Publix and I'm going to get me those jumbo, those big tenders. You know, Publix got those tenders, tenders. Mm-hmm. These are these kid, these are kid tenders. That's why I can't, I mean, I like the taste. I like the flavor, but come on, Chick-fil-A, you need a jumbo size tender, bro. You need a man's tender. And maybe that's what their chicken sandwich is. Maybe that's why they. Maybe that's what their chicken sandwich is. You need a man's tender, man. <laughs> you said it again. Oh, oh she <laughs> said it again. <laughs> My bad, bro. Sorry, sorry. But y'all need y'all need y'all need bigger tenders, okay? I need that. <laughs> I need that. So that's why I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Publix. <laughs> this conversation is just. I'm gonna go to Publix and I know where to get my. <laughs> You're so immature. <laughs> hey, that's you, bro. I was I was just having a regular conversation. But just <laughs> what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go to Publix <laughs> and get where get chicken tenders, mm. and then I'm gonna come back down to Chick Fil A. <laughs> and just get, I'm just gonna go to the, they're gonna be like what you get what you want sir, hey can I get a sweet and sour sriracha? Wow, <laughs> buffalo, bro. At least order some fries or something. So yeah, you right, you right, you right. Because I, I would be the one that's just going there for the sauce. That's just they they provide too good customer service. Oh, I'm a, no, I'm gonna test their customer service. Hey, will you serve me without any payment? <laughs> No. Will you really? <laughs> will you, business, will, will it really? Will it really be your pleasure to serve me if all I asked was for some sauce mm. and a cup of water? 
Would you still have the same tone in your voice, the same joy, eagerness to serve me with great customer service if all I asked for you was for free sauce and a free cup of water? And when I pull up to the window, you look on my side, you see a Publix bag with chicken tenders? <laughs> And that's when I'm going to come to you. I'm going to say, ma'am, come listen to me. She's going to be like, so you got public tenders at a Chick-fil-A establishment? I'm like, lady, listen to me. Y'all tenders are too small for me. <laughs> I need I need some chicken tenders. Okay? You need a man's tender. I need a man's tender. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> now I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Let me clean this up off the gate. Okay? <laughs> you and this dirt challenge, bro, got me tasting tenders with sauces and got me over here, got me over here sounding crazy. Alright, man. That's what I'ma do Monday. Oh man. But but what rank them, BD? What's your sauce rank? Um Polynesian Ooh. is Polynesian is slid to third for me. Slid to third. Be. Once you get that zesty buffalo. That Polynesian's out the door. No, no. It's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to. Yeah, no. Yeah. Number two, uh, I still got the sweet and spicy sriracha for now. And out of reverence for the barbecue sauce, I'm going to keep it at number one because, number one, it has been good to me all of these years. And number two, I dipped the fries in the barbecue sauce. Um, So it's, it's very important. It's still the sauce that I get the most of. I ask for like eight barbecue sauces when I go through the drive-thru. <clears throat> because I dip the spicy chicken sandwich in the barbecue sauce. Although, that is starting to be replaced with the spicy sriracha. But What's also, being replaced by the what? What is? I used to dip. So, the lineup was I would the strips I would dip in Polynesian. The spicy chicken sandwich and the fries I would dip in the barbecue sauce. Now, the strips... I divide between Polynesian and spicy sriracha, but really in my heart, I really only want the spicy sriracha. Let, just, then let it go, B. I mean, I, me and Polynesian have had something special for years. Man, listen, just, not, it's not what you did for me in a long time ago. It's what you do for me. What do you, how do you treat me now? Right. And it's a it's conversation. About, I'm, I'm going to have to have that conversation <clears throat> with Polynesian. We're going to have to sit down. We're going to have to, you know, we might have to have a discussion, a real talk. You got to talk to Polynesian and be like, bro, you got us through. Because you, Polynesian Sauce was like the first rapper of a major record label when the label was small. Mm. Uh, this Polynesian was like um, Kevin Durant for the Supersonics. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Reggie Miller for the Pacers. You see what I'm saying? No. It was it's like, uh, Kobe for the Lakers. Okay. They 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 were there. They were there from the beginning. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the nostalgia mm-hmm. of something and its introduction to you for the first time. Right. So that's why people love LeBron when they love Jordan because LeBron was the first they saw. No, Jordan. You got to have that conversation with Polynesian and say, "Look, man, I know you was cool. You was there for me when there was no other sauces." Mm-hmm. You was faithful. You was consistent. But right now, I gotta let you go, man. <sighs> they need. They need to just go back. They gotta reconstruct the Polynesian. They need to just say, you know what, Polynesian sauce is for a limited time only. But we have this new sweet and sour sauce that's gonna be our main sauce for the future. 
<laughs> Polynesian is good, man. Like, I'm not going to let you just slander Polynesian. It's that I'm mustard seed, man. It's that mustard, I'm bro. I'm not going to let you do it. That, that, was the, that was nasty, bro. I can't even believe I wasted the tip of my tender on that sauce, bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, bro. <laughs> no, bro. That's you, bro. <laughs> bro, I can't. <laughs> bro, that's you. Man. That's you, bro. No more Tinder talk. <laughs> no more Tinder Tinder talk. Spon- sponsored by the Good Guys Podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But yeah, bro. Barbecue's number two. I mean, barbecue's number one, though. Sweet, sweet and spicy. See, that's that's what that's barbecue. what you really that's what you really need to say. What that, you cannot tell me. So honestly, just between me and you and the rest of the world, deep down inside, that sweet and spicy sriracha is number one. But you just paying respects to barbecue. I have to try the sweet and spicy sriracha with my fries, like the the dipping. Oh, sauce that was the- get yo that with the fries. Now see well, if I'm, I if I dip my fry in it and it's <clears throat> and it's hitting and it's like it's hitting like that barbecue, then I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give them the number one spot. But right now barbecue holds down the fries, so I still got a number one. Man, I cannot wait to put that sweet and spicy sriracha on top of my chicken sandwich, bro. Not any chicken sandwich. You have to get the spicy sandwich, my brother. Okay. That is like I haven't gotten the original chicken sandwich since. How spicy is the chicken sandwich? Is it extremely spicy or is it like mild? It's not like a like the heat of it like overtakes the actual enjoyment of the okay. sandwich. Okay, that's all I ask. I yeah. don't like all that super hot stuff. No, I, no, 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 no. Okay. No. <clears throat> it's just it's, got a little heat to it. A little it's heat. just got a little heat and extra flavor. It's J E. It was, it's a game changer. I've never got the original chicken sandwich since. What kind of cheese come on it? Is uh, jet, uh, moderate, moderate jack cheese? It doesn't come with any cheese, but what I do, I put the pepper jack cheese on there. Every time. That's me, though. Ooh, that might be too hot, bro. It, it gives <clears> it some kick. I might just do just a sandwich without the pepper jack cheese. I do the sandwich I'm first. For that. Yeah. yeah, just do the sandwich first. And then when you, you know, you get more advanced in your Chick-fil-A game, you can explore different, you know. Ooh, you know what would be good on that, though? What's that? Some goat cheese. All right. So I may, uh, I may, I may, I may <laughs> go to whole, I'm going to bring my own goat cheese there and be like, ma'am, do you mind pleasing me by putting my goat cheese on my sandwich for me, please? Thank you. And I'm going to see if they do it. If they do that, Chick-fil-A is legit. No, they're not. Nobody wants goat cheese on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. I'm putting goat cheese on my spicy chicken sandwich. Monday. All right. I think we're going to save the uh, one's got to go for another day. We're like... Bro, go ahead and do it. The one's got to go? That's going to be had another that... like, 20, 30 minutes, bro. <clears throat> it's National Chicken Day, bro. We just talked about chicken for the past 45 minutes. We did for 45 minutes. Ooh, it's 1125. <laughs> I'm like, bruh. <laughs> like, my phone, that, that's what messed me up. My phone is blocking the time on my laptop. Yeah. I'm like, bruh. Like, that's an important, like, that's, that's, that's a 20, 30 minute yeah, conversation. Yeah, you can't, you can't rush that. We'll do right, that You can't week. rush that one. 
Let's get right to my moment of truth, nugget of truth. Mm-hmm. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Every day in life <clears throat> should be endeavoring to have an antiquated mindset renewed. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Bible, let me, let me bring in the text really clear. Because mm-hmm. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, uh huh, mm-hmm. holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Mm-hmm. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. That's important. Right now, you are either being conformed or transformed. Where is your mind sitting? Because wherever your mind is sitting right now, your life will eventually sit beside it. And if your marriage, if your singleness doesn't have the right mindset towards marriage, you would not hold marriage with honor. Marriage has to be held <clears throat> in honor before you actually handle or hold marriage in your life. Mm. How thick is your skin mentally? Are you able to see the beauty, the benefits of being married to someone. If your mind ain't right, your life won't be right as well. That's all I got, BD. All right, and that's <clears throat> all we've got for our show today. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. All right, if you haven't done so already, be sure if you like the content, make sure you subscribe to the Good Guys Podcast channel on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get post notifications whenever we come out with a new episode. All right, we drop a new episode every Friday. If you have friends that you think might enjoy the Good Guys Podcast, let them know as well. Hop in the comments, all right? Get in the discussion. Let us know what your thoughts are about the topic of the day, the sex within marriage. Let us know, you know, how you feel about that and what kind of things you think are important when it comes to sex within marriage, what kind of misconceptions are out there, all right? Let us know what your ranking is for the Chick-fil-A sauces, okay? Uh, let us know what else do we talk about today. Buying kid stuff. If you got something to say about that, say that too. All right. Other than that, I am Brandon Dixon. I am a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy. We are the Good Guys Podcast. Josh's life has been forever changed. Kind of. And we are out. Peace.